Hey everyone, and welcome to the Nintendo Fuse podcast. This is episode 232, entitled Tekken Joins Smash. This is recorded on June 29th, 2021. Uh, I figured I'd probably throw that in there because uh, Hassan used to do that all the time. And uh, maybe a lot of you have been wondering when when they're actually recording these. Uh, so this is recorded live. And if you haven't joined us live, I'm going to encourage you guys to do that. My name is Steve. And of course, I am not here by myself just to talk video games only with the chat. I am here with my awesome co-hosts, Barry and Greg. Barry, how's it going, man? Hey, Steve. It's It's been crazy, but happy to be back to uh, talk more gaming stuff. Absolutely. And Greg, how are you doing, man? Really good. Just always great to be back and excited about some of the topics tonight. Cool, cool. And uh, of course, chat room, how are you guys doing? Let us know in the chat how you are doing tonight. It looks like uh, Jakester, Jakester uh, asked how's it going, but he hasn't said how he's, he's doing himself. So, uh, Jakester, we want to know, how how you doing, man? Um, but uh, before we get some answers from the chat room, we want to just thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you're watching live, uh, thanks for joining us live. Anything that we talk about in the, uh, the show tonight, uh, be sure to just throw your thoughts, your comments. We'd love to hear what you think about all these different things in the, the chat as well. If you are watching after the facts here on YouTube, you can throw those in the comment section. Or uh, let us know on, on social media as well. We would love to uh, just hear your thoughts on social media. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, at Nintendo Fuse. And we're also, uh, we have this Discord that uh, you should definitely join. The link is on the screen right now, but also in the show notes, the YouTube description. We would love to just have you uh, jump in that growing community we have there. And that way you can chat in between the episodes and... Uh, so much more like when E3 was going crazy, like we had all the the event, uh, the event channel we have in our discord was going going nuts and people just kind of sharing their thoughts and everything. So it's a great place to, to go and uh, just join in the, uh, the Nintendo or just the video game uh, as a whole uh, community. So um, if you have not done so yet. Please subscribe to this podcast. Uh, you can also subscribe here on YouTube if you're watching this live or after the fact. You can subscribe here. Hit that bell to be alerted every time we go live, every time we post a new video. And you can also, if you if you like what you hear, if you like what you see, be sure to hit that like button as well and share this with other video game uh, people that you know, fans out there. So uh, let's get started as we do normally. Not last episode because uh, we had a ton to talk about if you missed our e3 episode uh e3 recap and uh and reflections on e3 make sure you uh, check out episode 231 um we probably are, are not going to go nearly as long this time because <laughs> there's not nearly as much uh to talk about but if you did miss that make sure to go back there and, and see what all our thoughts about uh e3 were this year but uh, this time, there's not as much as to, uh, to talk about, so we're going to talk about what we have been playing, and we'll go to you uh, first, Barry. Yeah, so since it's been four weeks now <laughs> of, of not covering what we've been playing, so uh, I've been very busy <laughs> over the last month. In fact, uh, just, just looking at my list versus Steve's, and it's, it's kind of kind of interesting uh the difference but uh so i have been playing a little more animal crossing and uh getting frustrated because i'm trying to get the new summer recipe from the damn balloons and of course it's not dropping so my frustration with that game comes back uh so i'm still playing it i don't know why but i am uh still seeing what new things come out uh hopefully i get that recipe soon uh i for the playcast we've done a couple games 
reasons. Uh, so one of them is called Silver Falls Episode. It is a survival horror game. It's very ambitious. I think it's done by one guy, a very sweet guy, super ambitious. I did not like this game. <laughs> it was, I felt that it was too like sensitive with the camera. It was very dark, um, very confusing, not a, not a great opening setup, but I do wish the guy the best and I do hope he refines this game. But if you like survival horror and, and you want to give the guy a shot, I mean, absolutely. Uh, see if it's your take. Maybe, maybe it's not, not for me, but it may be for you. Uh, then we've done uh, explosive Jake, which is a bomberman like game and uh, a lot of fun, very simplistic, but just brings you back to those NES days as well as bucket night, which is a run and gun uh, shooter, 2d shooter with platforming elements, again, goes back to those NES days. And uh, both of those are actually available physically right now on the Pigeon Dev Games collection. So I do have to have a little plug because, you know, uh, that is available right now. And our retro versions are shipping, which is exciting. So if you can get that awesome Steelbook. And if you're, you are a Steelbook collector like myself, this is one you do not want to miss. And we do have a few of those left. But they're both very fun games um, from Pigeon Devs. Uh, on top of that, I played a little bit of the Retrograde Arcade, which is a, at least at the time, it was a free download. It might still be. It's a uh, like a twin stick uh, shooter kind of deal, like Smash TV, but it's like a multiplayer thing where you're trying to kill each other. It was, uh, I mean, it didn't grip me, but if free. that sounds, <laughs> it's free. If, if that sounds something like you would be interested in if you like twin stick shooters um by all means uh it doesn't hurt to give it a try it's because it's free uh then uh i did uh, demons tier plus which is a 2d roguelike uh similar to gauntlet it's like an rpg very similar to gauntlet but instead of having your health deplete you know very quickly where you constantly need food uh you don't have to worry about that you're uh you know you have to just kill enemies and get hearts from that and uh, it's really interesting. You go back to town. You can buy new characters. You can buy new new equipment. Uh, a lot of fun. And every time you go in the dungeon, every level, the, the dungeon changes and the objective changes. So it's not even the same thing all the time. And uh, that game, again, selfish plug here. Uh, the physical is available right now for pre-order. That ends July 15th. Um, so by the next cast, uh, it will be done. But uh, if you want to pre-order, uh, I recommend going to premiumeditiongames.com and, and grabbing that. Uh, while you can. Uh, the next game I played is also available for pre-order, which is a robot named Fight, which is actually the Playcast game for this uh, week, which is a 2D uh, Metroid, like Super Metroid style, but it's roguelike. Uh, with like 4 billion different combinations in this game. It is insane. There's, there's so many items. You will, you will not see the same items twice. Like as you go through, there's different power-ups. And one turns you like Sonic the Hedgehog. There's one that's like the portal gun. There's ones that just make the beam just go insanely big, like 3D dot game heroes. Uh, a lot of fun. And if you enjoy Metroidvania and especially Super Metroid, uh, definitely recommend give this a shot. And uh, again, those pre-orders are open. Uh, I did do a game that I was excited about, and I know uh, some people in our chat have actually talked about it because there is a demo, and I did not play the demo at all, but I went into the game blind, uh, which is World's End Club, uh, which is done by the Danganronpa and the Zero Escape team, and I love those series, so I went for it, and I played it, and I played through it, and I enjoyed it. Is This is more a kid-friendly version. Like, it's got some light platforming, which is easily the worst part. But it has some visual novel aspects. And it's got an intriguing story that I wish cleared up, and I wish... Uh, 
everything was wrapped up. Like there's some mysteries that were never solved. And it starts with a really cool premise. Like the whole like prelude chapter is this this game, this this very similar game to uh, to Zero Escape or Danganronpa, where you have to survive. And uh, I love that, and I want to see more of that. But it's interesting how they took some uh, elements from of their other games and put it into this. Uh, I do recommend trying the demo. I don't know what the demo contains, but I did enjoy this game. Is it perfect? No. Is it better than the other two series? No. But it is a lot of fun, and I do not regret my time at all playing uh, playing this, and I, I do recommend checking it out. Uh, I then did uh, some Blood Roots, which is a isometric action game where you can literally pick up almost anything as a weapon as you, you seek revenge. Uh, anything as in weapons like swords, you can take ladders and beat beat enemies with it you can beat them with carrots if you want um literally anything becomes a weapon and uh it's a f- cool story of great humor and uh, a lot of fun if you like that action style beat em up kind of deal uh, then i also did uh we'll talk about it in a, in a little bit i did long ago a puzzle tale uh, so i won't really get into that right now but that's what i did on the switch so it was a very very switch heavy four weeks but I did continue my marathon, which I started prior to the last episode, or the last episode we talked about our games, on the PS4, which is the Danganronpa uh, series. So I finally finished Danganronpa 2, and I had a lot of fun with it. And I said, you know what, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go into to the, the third game. And uh, I put in V3, and the, this opening cutscene starts, and it's like, here's Danganronpa 1. I'm like, all right, this is cool. Here's Danganronpa 2. I'm like, all right. Then it shows Ultra Despair Girls and Dankinampri, and I'm like, wait, really? So this isn't really where I'm supposed to go, and the truth is no. So when this game comes out on the Switch, you're actually not supposed to do Dankinampri 1 and 2, and then 3, or V3, because V3, as confusing as it is, is not the third story. (laughs) Uh, Dankinampri 3 is actually an anime. So I had to go buy the Blu-ray because I had to see how the story ends. And it's two anime. And what's interesting is one anime takes place before the events of the first game. And the other anime takes place after the events of the second game. And you have to watch one episode of each back and forth, back and forth, back and forth till you get to the end. Uh, So I had one disc in my Xbox and one disc in my PS5. And I was just switching inputs back and forth watching this anime. Awesome anime. I love the way it concludes the story. I also, while waiting uh, to do the anime and waiting for it to arrive, I did Ultra Despair Girls, which takes place between the first and second game and is, for whatever reason, not included on the Switch uh, release, even though you can tell the artist planned on it being there because the main characters of Ultra Despair Girls are right there on the cover. But the game's not there. And the ga- the characters from that game are included in the bonus game, uh, the R, the uh, summer thing, or is it S, whatever it's called, the, the summer board game kind of deal. So uh, Ultra Despair Girls is like a 3D shooter. It's like Resident Evil, but instead of zombies, you're shooting Monokunas. And it's a lot of fun. And I think it should be played, even though it's very, very different than the first two games and the third. But when I finally finished all that, I started V3, and I'm really close to the end at this point. I'm in Chapter 5, and it is interesting. It is not, like at least at this point, not really tied to the other games. It's more like, here, you want more of the same? 
But if you enjoy Phoenix Wright, play these games. If you enjoy suspense and mysteries, play these games. If you like, you know, deep stories with a lot of twists and turns, play these games. Uh, enough. I'm so happy that these are coming to Switch. So even if you don't have other systems, Greg, it's great that they're coming. Uh, and then to cap it off, I'm still playing Final Fantasy XIV uh, here or there. Uh, just haven't had a lot of time to play as much as I want to. And on the mobile side, still playing Dragalia Lost and uh, Mario Kart Tour. Nice. Nice. Well, yeah, uh, I'll get into mine in a second, but you played a lot more games than I have. Uh, Greg, <laughs> Greg, what have you been up to? <laughs> So there's not even any way I can match that, even if I <laughs> spin off the titles that my voice set, like played for like five or ten minutes. <laughs> my daughter like, loves to jump around between a lot of games. So, um, the biggest ones I've been playing is I actually just loaded up Animal Crossing for the first time yesterday. After like three or four weeks, it's kind of like very low maintenance mode, and just like oh, I can pick up the Father's Day item and pick up some of the other uh, wedding items that were available. And like I, there's not really a whole much going on. At least on my island, I keep letting the weeds grow out, and then villagers keep getting upset that I don't show up very often anymore. <laughs> so that's still the fun part of that, I guess. Yeah, I probably got cockroaches then, in my house. <laughs> I still haven't got them in my house. My wife has got them in her house, but I haven't seen any in mine. So like, I've never seen really missing mine. the cutoff. Game, I think. And I don't know if you know how to the trick to farm the balloons berry but it's there's a i've seen videos on it online so on youtube every five minutes like you put there's, like, well, there's a chance of one well no you can put like balloon bar, or um the jail bars and or the climbing walls all up and down the sides of the island and then you can have all the balloons will farm all the way to the very bottom of the island so it funnels them all down to the bottom so then you're not <laughs> running up and down the shores you're just standing at like the bottom of the island waiting for the balloons uh, come nice interesting i don't mind running up and down i just hate when you go like 10 or 15 minutes without a balloon and then you finally get one and it's clay i'm like really i wasted 20 minutes of my life for clay can you trap the balloons at all i've never tried i don't that. think you can i don't think so they have to be able to go across at some point so mm-hmm. i think they would but if you line up all the jail bars up and on the beach then you can have them farm from any balloon that appears on the upper side or the middle will always have to go down the shore first before it can make its way across. <laughs> but that's a little fun trick I learned to try to do those cherry blossom recipes. Anyways, um, really been playing a lot of Super Mario um, 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. I finally got the last um, four or five shines in Bowser's Fury after months of hiatus and glad that um fully completed and then i even went through to actually play super mario 3d world like i was since i was able to finish odyssey earlier this year i'm like i need to knock this one off my mario backlog so now i have fully 100 percent the 3d world i beat all the levels with all five characters got all the stamps which if you do complete the game you know that's basically the completion because it requires all the top of the gold posts and the three gold uh, three green stars on every level as well so that was quite a dueling task and thankfully i only had to play some levels at most um like twice because the first run through i did solo and then the second time i just connected three controllers and had um two controllers throw the other players onto the flagpole so 
able to get all four of them at the end of a single playthrough on the level. So did lose a lot of lives because apparently if you let them like go through the level and the bubbles on the auto scrolling levels, they'll automatically pop and then they'll die at the back of the screen scroll. So that wasn't very fun there. Um, but yeah, I finally got that one complete, hundred percent. Never again. Do recommend it if you have never done it because it's still a fun uh, journey to get there. But most Mario games, I don't usually do a hundred percent more than once unless I absolutely enjoy it, like Mario sixty four, where it's actually manage- manageable to hundred percent in a reasonable amount of time and nothing like us and countless times just going through the same level just clearing it as different characters that's kind of a very pointless task um from the library we picked up uh metopia so i've actually continued from my demo and um getting pretty far along there it's a very interesting and quirky story i've never played the 3ds version um it's a very simplified rpg which is kind of nice there and it's very silly in nature with like the me characters having all sorts of funny expressions and whatnot. So I've I'm already up to like the volcanic area to face the dark Lord sooner or later. And then uh, my daughter is, has her own save file and she just beat the dark Lord this morning. So it's kind of interesting to see if there's even more game after that. I thought that was gonna be the end game, but apparently there's a few more <laughs> worlds after that to do. I'm really enjoying putting my family members in as different characters. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm fighting against, like, <laughs> my mom and dad are fighting at my side and stuff like that, and brothers and sisters. Even put in, like, my nephew that's, like, a baby. So I was, like, <laughs> try to inspire some sort of, like, baby-like character. <laughs> but so it was all fun and games, just making characters and customizing them with different jobs and everything. So it's been a lot of fun. Hope to complete in the next few weeks and then finally still doing fire emblem heroes on mobile but i've kind of been scaling back a little bit not doing a lot of the competitive as hardcore as i was previously but still actively playing and trying to make my teams better and still summoning on band and whatnot nice that's it for my end cool uh, just going back to the chat, there's lots uh, lots going on, so I'm going to scroll back here just a little bit, and uh, looks like Jakester has been playing uh, Xenoblade, Dragon Quest, Tetris 99, uh, Fate Grand Order, and uh, downloading Fuser. Yeah, if you haven't saw yet, uh, Fuser is going to be free for like a week or something like that. Um, I think that, is that only for Nintendo online subscribers, or is that just in general? Do you guys know? I think it's their online subscriber bonus thing, and then I don't, I don't think you get to keep it though after no. like the time period. No, not like the uh, the Xbox and uh, PlayStation stuff, but it's still cool. You get to play uh, pretty much the full game for like a week. Um, so if you haven't checked that out, you can. Uh, Hunter's Clarice is in there and saying uh, played uh, Final Fantasy fourteen and Pokemon. Uh, is this a uh, Final Fantasy uh, teammate or uh, play? I don't know whatever you call them of yours, uh, Barry. Do you guys play together? Correct. Yeah, okay. Assuming. Uh, if not, that'd just be a cool coincidence that you guys uh, both play. Um, well, there's a ton of people. There are. That That is true. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Looks like Hudson's jumping in. Uh, apparently, Hudson has some new shoes. What's uh, What's up with his sneakers? He has uh, Megazord sneakers he was saying. Nice. 
Nice. Of course he was. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and uh, then we're talking about uh, dinner. I was waiting for him to say get those Mario's. I know. He, has I was waiting he for him to get those Mario figures. I, I've thought I about like getting the Mario ones get, he... several times, but I haven't yet. Um, yeah, so uh, I've been playing uh, Rocket League, um, <laughs> and uh, that's about it. Um, but no, I actually, uh, it, I did, it occurred to me that I, I play another game on mobile that um, I've been playing for years that I never talk about. Um, I play Clash Royale. Um, I started off playing Clash of Clans like years ago and then switched over to Clash Royale, and I just got uh, my king uh leveled up to the highest level on uh, on that on level 13 so um that was cool this week um so i don't know how many people are still sticking with clash royale but i've been sticking with it and had the same clan the whole time it's fun to to play with those guys and uh yeah um so i have been playing a couple different games but uh only one uh actually neither of them on switch um i i haven't booted up my switch in a while um except to like download games and we're going to talk about this later tonight uh and just a little bit actually um but uh I, I wanted to play some Smash Brothers, and uh, well, those of you guys on the video version, you're going to see this. Um, there's something missing in this case, and uh, I have no idea where my copy of Smash Brothers is. So um, it's going to take a little while for me to uh, track it down. I, it's somewhere in my house, and so this is this is my uh, little uh, mini rant on. This is why I get digital games. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> because that doesn't happen. Uh, but I like having a physical. It's great. I have several physical games, not nearly as many as Barry. Uh, but uh, this is why I do like digital, because I don't misplace them. And uh, I don't have to go, you know, looking everywhere in my house to track down my copy of Smash Brothers. The, if it was digital. the lesson to take from this is not that you should have digital. It's that you should become a more responsible adult. I know, I know where I, I'm almost positive. I know uh, not the location, the general location. I know that it's probably in my old switch case. I just don't know where that switch case is because I've been using a different one for the last several months when I travel. And that original one, like the the Zelda one that we got with the like the special edition, um, I'm almost positive that's where it is. I just have no idea where that case is because I haven't used it in a while. Uh, so I, <laughs> Jake, yeah, that's right. I, I don't get very often that I can take any sort of thing that resume resembles a stab. So I'm going to, I'm going to take it right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just, just like how my dog ate my copy of animal crossing. <laughs> there like you how go. I supposed to play it when a dog eats the cartridge. If I would have been digitally downloaded to the system, I'd still Unless be able to play the game. Unless your dog ate yeah, would have to find this little tiny. Yeah, little but if your dog ate this, very easy to get lost. Or... <laughs> dog ate your system, you lose it all. You have to pay Nintendo eighty bucks to get your your games back. That is well. You've went through that before. Uh, yes, but... I have. <laughs> so does Greg <laughs> with his Wii games or whatever. Not but... not with Switch though. No, not with Switch. With Switch, it's all but... on your account. Like I, I'm able to download that games on my dog's so Switch with now. my profile yeah that's it's so much better now finally they i was able to download that. mario rc onto her switch i was like 
Nice. Uh, Kevin Wallace, hey, guys. Uh, hey, back to you, Kevin. Uh, and so uh, before we jump into any of the news discussion, uh, we've got a special announcement. If you didn't have you haven't checked out our YouTube uh, channel recently, uh, we just posted a new uh, industry talk just the other day. Um, Barry had his annual chat about Play NYC, and uh, we've got an exciting uh, thing to share with you. So Barry, take it away. What's what's all this exciting news about? Yeah, so for those of you that don't know, um, a company called Playcrafting, uh, every single year uh, since 2017 has put on a show called Play NYC, which is a video game convention in uh, Manhattan. And last year, because of the pandemic, it was an online uh, convention. So everybody could attend uh, because there was no physical convention. But they're back this year back with a physical convention and they will have some online stuff. So if you, you're not in the New York city area, uh, you will still be able to participate and, and get some, uh, some exposure to these games that are going to be shown off. But, uh, they have been a huge supporter of Nintendo fuse and we have been a huge supporter of them since they started, uh, the CEO of Playcrafting, uh, Dan Butchko, uh, has become a very good friend of mine. And I uh, got to sit down and talk with him. So I definitely recommend checking out that industry talk. Uh, we go over all the new stuff that's happening this year at Play NYC. And we also tackle uh, safety concerns if that's one of the things that's bothering you and what they're doing to uh, combat that. Because this is a, a new world, you know, getting back into conventions. A lot of people are still a little uneasy. Um, but they have been very gracious to us and they have offered us some tickets some some tickets for their their what they call the Dev Pro Pass. Uh, these are a hundred hour tickets. They give you access to both days and a party on Saturday night. So it is August seventh to eighth, uh, which is a weekend. It's a two day convention, and uh, we have some tickets to give away. So we will be doing a Twitter contest. So make sure to follow us at Nintendo Fuse and on all the ways and, and you know how to enter this contest. And uh, if you're unable to win or you, you just say, you know what, I, I don't really do Twitter, but I, I do want to attend. Uh, Play NYC sounds good for, to you and something that you really want to attend. I do also have some good news because they are so gracious that we have a coupon code for you. So if you do want to go and you go to play-nyc.com, uh, you can purchase tickets. And when you check out, use the code FUSE40, F U S E. 40 that will give you 40 percent off your entire purchase so if you buy a deb pro pass if you buy a saturday pass or sunday pass or you know saturday and sunday you just want to do that you don't want the the party um fuse 40 will get you 40 percent off so definitely want to thank uh the great folks at playcrafting and dan for providing us this code to give you um and and if this is something that sounds great to you you know absolutely check it out uh we will be talking about it more in future casts but also check out that uh industry talk which is live now and also stay tuned to our twitter for the contest and maybe you'll win tickets it's a great show we've had some great you know experiences and and we've had a lot of uh you know feedback from viewers and, and wiz winners from previous years because we've done this before that have been very appreciative to go to that show so uh it's it's just an awesome show I, i've had the pleasure of going for three of the years. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks so much to Dan and the whole Playcrafting team for that's been uh it's been awesome to 
to kind of have this partnership every year and to hear uh, uh, Barry's interviews and just kind of hear the, you know, the progress every year. And, and you said it in the, the interview itself, it, it keeps getting better every year. And, mm-hmm. and one of these days, maybe I'll actually make it out there. <laughs> I, yeah, I heard what you said before and after the podcast or the, uh, the interview. I listened to that before I, I, before I edited it. <laughs> I, 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 you were supposed to be there with me. We were supposed to go together and you, you bailed on me. So I got to take my jab. I had to move. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should really just talk to him about doing, uh, you know, uh, play Denver sometime. That'd be cool. <laughs> Who knows? Did I hear, did I hear play Chicago? Oh, all right. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I think you should expand just like Pax did eventually. Hey, you know what? It's growing bigger every single year. And uh, that's always a possibility. It's true. So yeah, be sure to, you know what? You should talk. Talk to, I, I should talk go to on him. Twitter. Go say, hey, Dan, you know, any chance on expanding the play line? That'd be great. There we go. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, indie developers out here that he can talk to and get them to come to the show. It'd be great. I have no connections at all, um, <laughs> but I will attend. <laughs> no, we have a really great convention center in Denver that would, uh, I'm sure, would love to, you know, host you. I don't know who to talk to, but find someone. Uh, <laughs> uh, you did the work in the West Coast, not possible. Yeah, so uh, maybe if you exactly that's that's how I work. <laughs> you do the work, I'll come. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so this of course this is open, like we said uh, to anybody. Um, so we'll provide the tickets um, if you win the contest and everything. But uh, yeah, you provide your transportation. So if you're close. That's a whole lot easier to come, but uh, like Clarice is on the West Coast, but you know you could still come. Um, I, I probably will be from now. from Denver, but uh, maybe maybe we'll see one of these days. Maybe I'll make that trip. So you, you travel more than any of us, Steve. So you know that is true. That is true. Uh, but uh, let's let's move into some exciting stuff. Uh, so we have a uh, game that we're going to be reviewing tonight, and uh, and we've actually we've hinted at it a couple weeks ago. Um, actually, probably four or five weeks ago is when we uh, first hinted at it, and. Uh, we're going to do a little game chat and talk about this uh, this particular game. So um, I'm going to toss it over to Barry because he was the one that kind of connected us uh, with this company and everything. They contacted him, and we uh, ended up being able to uh, turn this into a little game chat. So Barry, take it away. Uh, yeah, so we... Uh... We, I got this contact, and, and it was like, hey, are you interested in checking out my game? And it was like, yeah, sure. Um, and the developer of this game, the game is called Long Ago, A Puzzle Tale. Uh, it's from Grim Talon, who uh, reached out on Twitter, and I've had quite a bit of conversations with them. They're really, really awesome, um, really nice to work with. And they also provided us a code to give away for the game, and uh, which we gave away last episode. We were we were supposed to have this talk with the giveaway, but due to E3, we had to postpone this talk. Um, this did come out May 28th of this year, so just last month. Um, actually, last month almost to the day. Uh, it is a puzzle game, and uh, where you have over 80 puzzles, and you kind of go through this like story mode, and as you go through each chapter. Um, you have to roll this ball X amount of times because it changes and try and and get all the uh, the objectives you need to get. But 
the, it, it gets challenging pretty quickly. I, w- I was shocked at the, the challenge level, like the jump. I was like, oh my God, like the fourth, the fourth, you know, round was like, oh, this is kicking my butt because you only have X amount of times and, and you know, to move. So the idea is to figure out how to collect everything uh, within the allotted amount of moves and uh, a lot of fun. And the music was great. The, the visuals were nice and relaxing. You know, it was, it was colorful. It wasn't, you know, easy to see. It's an, like an isometric view. Um, Greg, what are your thoughts on this? Because I know you got to play it too. Well, at a glance, obviously you're seeing like it's a ball rolling, but it's much like an ice block puzzle. So anyone that's played Ocarina of Time, there's that ice dungeon. You have to slide the blocks, and pretty much as soon as you commit to the move, the ball is obviously rolling all the way across until it either interacts with something or it hits the edge ball. So um, that's a main premise and kind of how it works. But as you were saying, your first time through the level, you're collecting these feathers, and then on the second playthrough of that same level, you're collecting all the coins. So in order to unlock future levels and um, you collect the feathers first, and then you, when you to unlock the next world of next uh, 15, 16 courses, you have to then collect all the coins. So they do have a fail safe in there. So if you're absolutely bad at these kinds of puzzles, there's a little meter that builds up on the left-hand side that will give you the hint on which move to do. So that's kind of nice if you, fail the level a certain number of times. Um, I had to do that on some of the later levels, both on the coins and on the feathers, um, just because it's very difficult to get through and get all three gems, at least on the first (laughs) few attempts. So it's pretty easy to get at least the first gem on the level, but getting like two or three either requires you to kind of figure out how the puzzle is intended to be played through or just kind of needing to resort to using the little help meter on the side. So that was definitely a very good blessing to have in a puzzle game. So then if you get too stuck, then you are still able to proceed and play other levels in the game that it has to offer. Um, like you were saying, it's beautiful levels, um, t- tons of puzzles added to it and lots of great music to listen or not really a lots of great music but a very beautiful soundtrack to listen to while you're solving the puzzle and everything was very fun to experience yeah yeah i'd say i'd say the same thing as you guys so far i mean it's um it was one of those games that i really did not uh think i would be playing nearly as much i i popped it in you know a couple weeks ago and uh and started it up i was like you know i gotta get some time and um so we can actually talk about it and uh the next thing i know if a few hours go by and i'm still playing and still still trying to progress through it and and uh and the the challenge that i've noticed uh with the puzzles is is not overwhelming um i think it's it definitely gets difficult like what you guys said but for me, it was one of those uh, kind of like I thought, okay, I can do this. I can do this. <laughs> like, and so it was it was challenging me enough to keep going, but not to give up. And um, one thing I did notice though with the the hint system, I, th- I think you can only do it from the very beginning, or at least that seemed like it. So like if I had already made several moves, I was having trouble with the hint system actually giving me a hint. Um, it seemed like it, I could only do that from the very beginning of, of each map. And so I had to kind of get hints throughout the whole thing. Um, or maybe it's just because I didn't take the first, the, the correct move first. And so then it had nothing to give me because I already messed up. Um, but, uh, 
but anyhow, it's, it's kind of cool that it was there. Um, and it does kind of build up over time. And so you can't just like, you know, have it play for you. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I never got tired of the music, the anything like that. It was, it, it fit the, the environment and, uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty fun. And then I'm excited to kind of go back to it. Um, I think it'd be one of those games that I don't play all the time, but it'll be nice when I am traveling or I got a little extra time here, try to complete a couple puzzles and then, uh, kind of move on. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that first the first uh, little bit I was, I was playing for a couple hours before I knew it. Um, so that was, that was really exciting. Yeah. I'm going to echo that. There's, there's definitely that hook as you start getting into that groove. It's, it's what I love about puzzle games in that regards where once you, once it clicks with you, you can just kind of, all right, what's next? What's next? I'm going to overcome. Uh, I like the fact that there is a hint system because some of these games can be very frustrating. And uh, especially if it's like, only one way to do, um, uh, you know, and solve. It's like, oh, you you made a right instead of a left. Oh, you know, where did I go wrong? But I like that there's a lot of content. I like that you have to do each level multiple times. And uh, I think this is a great pick up and play title. Uh, this is one that, you know, it's I'm happy to have on my Switch because it will be one that, you know, like, hey, I've got 10 minutes to kill. You know, as much as I love the big epic RPGs, it's one of those things where, I'm not going to be able to pop into an RPG for 10 minutes because it's going to want to suck me in for hours. But this is the type of thing where, hey, I'm going to do a couple of these levels and uh, accomplish something in a small amount of time. And uh, I like that. I like that a lot. Now, this game is $9.99. Greg, would you recommend this as a purchase? Or uh, $9.99, would you recommend waiting for a sale? Or what would you say? I would... Recommend it if you kind of enjoy these like ice blockish like style puzzles because as we've all said it can be frustrating at times even with the hint system because I've noticed like even if I wanted to use the hint system I still had to play the level through like at least a dozen times or whatever before I could get the three gems but in terms of its overall value like I was saying if you do really enjoy these styles of puzzles yes it's definitely worth it um, I probably would wait for a sale personally if I were to buy this one, even having like a demo version, just because the frustration just kind of like adds extra time into it. And we've always said like a game that's wasting your time is not the most enjoyable experience. So if it's going to take a while to build up to use your hint system and even use it like from the start of the level, then that can definitely lead you to not want to enjoy it as much. So that's fair. What about you, Steve? Yeah, actually, uh, this is one of the, I think, the rare games that I, I'm going to say I think it's worth the $9.99. Um, normally, I'd be like, yeah, it's it needs to be cheaper, but I, I think it's worth 10 bucks. I think there's there's plenty of puzzles there. Um, I actually don't think it's too frustrating. I don't think it's, um, but I think you, like, you have to be into a, this kind of a, of a genre um, to appreciate it. So if, if you appreciate this kind of genre, 10 bucks is definitely not too much. Um, it would be great. Yeah. If they did have a, a, a demo so you could check out, you know, a couple levels and see if you like this sort of thing. Um, but this, at the same time, this is not a brand new kind of, uh, type of a game. So, um, I'm sure there's some other type of a game out there that you can check out a demo and see if you like this kind of genre before you, uh, before you play this one. But, uh, yeah, I, I think the biggest thing is I, the story, 
it does not matter to me whatsoever, um, which is kind of unfortunate because it's kind of built around this story and this tale. Um, I have I, I have no interest in the story whatsoever. I just want to progress through the the puzzles and, and beat them all. Um, but uh, it's cool for those people that enjoy that. I guess it's just an added bonus, um, but you don't even have to pay attention to it. I have not been paying attention to the story and still having a lot of fun. <laughs> I actually really enjoyed this story. I almost wish there was more because there's always excellent titles that have like the story pieces and I would always listen to the narration. I just love them doing the voice acting of the, like reading it out, even though I could just read it, but I appreciate just kind of like listening to them, like go through it. Nice. Yeah. See, there you got conf- conflicting uh, opinions, but that's great because you get to make your own. Uh, as for me, I think if this is the type of game you really enjoy, you like the sliding block puzzles and all that, um, I think there's enough content here for the 9.99 price tag. I think that's, they really did a good job with the presentation. The fact that they even added a story, because a game like this doesn't actually need a story, but the fact that it was added is like that extra level. Um, and the, the puzzles are good. I mean, it's not like too easy. It's not too hard. Um, there's a little bit of frustration here or there, um, for sure, uh, depending on your skill level. But I think I think there's enough content to warrant it. If this is not your cup of tea, then I'd say maybe wait for a sale um, to give it a try um, because you don't want to spend $10 on something you're not going to enjoy. Um, demo would be great, of course. But uh, yeah, so that's our thoughts. I do want to thank once again Grim Talon for providing us the codes, not only for this game chat, but also for the giveaway. It is very much appreciated, so thank you. Absolutely. Yeah, thanks so much. And uh, yeah, uh, Kevin Wallace is in the uh, the chat. He won the the code uh, a couple uh, weeks ago in their last podcast, and he said, "Thanks for the code, guys." My mother in law has been playing it on her Switch, and she says it's frustrating. <laughs> so that's I hope that's a, that's a good frustrating. Like, oh man, because that's that's how I felt when I played this game. I was like, it's a good frustrating. Like, I should be able to figure this out, and I'm going to. I'm not. I'm not going to eat. I'm not going to sleep until I figure this out. <laughs> And it's yeah, so I mean, sometimes levels, when you're when you just have like one wrong move, and you're like, "Oh my gosh, why did I do that?" But it's like, like you said, Greg, it's it's kind of like those those Zelda puzzles. Yeah, I was perfectly fine with the number of them, but there was like a, a few level, like one or two levels here or there. Like I literally couldn't solve it for the life of me, so I just like purposely did the same track, like whatever twenty times until it just finally gave me the hint system, like. Like, why did, like, I felt like I've tried, like, a, something along those lines, but obviously I didn't do the precise movement, otherwise I wouldn't be at that position. But yeah. I don't know, like, sometimes I don't reach, like, reaching that level of frustration where I'm, like, waiting for, like, the hint system. It's almost like if you're trying to use, like, the white suit in the 3D world game, then you purposely die. Like, you only have to do it, like, <laughs> five times. It's not like you have to, like, lose, like, get a game over screen or something to get it. Like, it's seems like it appears a lot sooner than... Maybe you don't even want it. So, but that's true. I don't know. And there's a nice undo feature. So, if you need to go back a move or two, it's nice and convenient. (laughs) Right. Right. Well, let's move into the news uh, for this week. And uh, yeah, we just recently had uh, a little uh, more information about Smash Brothers. If you haven't found out yet if you if you wasn't if you weren't paying attention to e3 and you missed sakurai's presentation yesterday on june 28th uh he showed off uh the latest character to super smash brothers ultimate uh which is because kazuya um i i practiced come on you're the tekken fan well i always play as jen 
in, in Tekken, <laughs> so his son. So uh, I would I would have been more happy if Jin was there, but uh, but it's okay. Um, he does have a, an appearance, I guess, or I guess his dad actually has an appearance in the game. But uh, but yeah, there was a showed off uh, all the different moves and and everything. But uh, yeah, that's the the latest character showed off all the the things. So if you haven't checked out um, NintendoFuse.com, you can check out our our article. Uh, David wrote up the full rundown of what happened. You can also watch the entire presentation there. It's like 40 minutes. So if you if you missed it, you can check that out. So we got to see all of, of his moves. Um, and there's quite a bit because he's a different type of a character than a lot of the the other ones in, in there, even differently than the fighting the other fighting characters like Ryu and uh oh I'm totally blanking on who else is in there from Terry. Uh, Terry. Ken. Yeah. So Kind of different from those uh, because you actually had the full eight uh, uh, move or directions uh, for the control pad or um, your your analog stick, um, similar to Tekken. So there's different moves and similar to like to Ryu and and you can make those extra moves so you can throw um, you know those in there if you know them from Street Fighter. Uh, there's several of those uh, that have been brought in for for this character um, from Tekken, and so it's not just one. It's like three or four different ones that you can actually pull off those uh, extra moves. And um, yeah, and there's this whole additional uh, component to him where if, if he gets, you know, so much damage, he gets extra power and all these different things built in uh, to, to this character. And uh, that wasn't enough. They also went on and uh, just uh, told the next four fight me fighter costumes that are going to be coming. And so you're going to get uh, Lloyd from Tales of Symphonia, Dragonborn from Skyrim, Dante from Devil May Cry series, and Shantae from the Shantae series. So if you did not get a chance to to watch that, there's there's also on there uh, separately um, made a lot of people upset because uh, they were wanting some of those characters as the final character in Smash Ultimate, but uh, but probably not going to happen anymore. And then we also did get to see the Min Min Amiibo, uh, which is going to be released in 2022. So uh, not even a date in 2022, just sometime in 2022. So I'm guessing at least even by how Sakurai was showing that amiibo off, it seems to be like there, there's going to be some intricate detail and uh, almost kind of, he said he was going to handle it really carefully. So I wonder even in the prototype, it didn't seem like it was very solid. So maybe there's just some extra work that's going to go into these. Um, as we said before, it seems like they're getting closer and closer to those early prototypes where it looked really awesome. They're they're not just cheap knockoffs of those early prototypes. They're actually putting the really good work into actually making these uh, these newest Amiibo um, pretty great. And uh, they're, they're definitely the quality has gotten better over time. Uh, but I'd love to hear what you guys think about uh, the entire presentation, um, about this new character, but also the the me characters or the me costumes and uh, and Min Min Amiibo. Um, Barry, what do you think? Um, so. I wasn't like I've never been a Tekken fan. I played very very little Tekken in my life. But as I said last or last time, I'm so happy for those that love Tekken. I'm not upset that he's in. Uh, it seemed pretty obvious that there was going to be another Bandai Namco rep because uh, you know they were the only ones with one really, and they helped develop the game. 
And when you looked at all the other me costumes from Smash 4, everyone has now come over except for Lloyd. Lloyd was the only one that had not come over yet. So I was personally hoping for a Tales of character. Uh, it didn't have to be Lloyd. I would have much preferred like Luke from Tales of the Abyss or, or Tear from the Abyss. But I understood when it was Tekken, like, okay, it makes sense. And as your Bandai Namco rep. So once I knew that was coming, I knew Lloyd was coming as a Mii Fighter. Because it's like, it's the only one that hasn't come over. It's going to come over because it's Bandai Namco. Um, as for the presentation on uh, Kazuya, I think he looks interesting. Uh, I'll definitely run through his classic mode. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be one of my mains or anything like that. I really have to to give him a try. But I don't really do competitive Smash, so it doesn't matter. But I'm going to have fun playing him. Uh, I did find it really interesting that Sakurai, in his recording, lost. Uh, I always figured that they did like however many takes to show him winning, but they actually like showed him losing and just left him there while his his team laughed at him. And I love that. Like he's so human. Like he's not like I'm God kind of deal. Like oh, I'm a human. I lose too. Uh, I thought that was a really nice touch. Uh, as for the Me Fighters, I've seen so many people crying about this because they're the character they wanted is is deconfirmed. And, you know, it's one of those cases. I felt that way, too, when, when you know, it was first shown off and Rex was a Mii fighter. I was like, oh, man, you know, what do you mean that Xenoblade 2 couldn't get in on this? Um, but at the same time, you should be happy. At least they have some representation. Uh, plus, those, like, 90 or 100-plus characters that people are clamoring for and there's one more slot. I mean, you're not going to please everybody. So at least be happy that this is there. And the fact that these exist mean that, means that this is now on Sakurai's radar. I mean, he even says afterwards, like, a lot of people wanted these to be full-fledged characters. So because of that, there's always hope for the next Smash game that these will now translate into full-fledged characters, which would be awesome. I mean, I would have loved to see Dante. But here's another kicker. So many people are like, oh, I wanted Dante. What the heck? But if they announced Dante, the same people would have been like, oh, another anime sword fighter. Oh, my God. You know, wait a minute. You know, like, you can never be pleased, it seems. Like, people just don't want to be pleased here. And it sucks. I, I hate I hate for Sakurai's position because he's like, I can't please everybody. I'm damned if I do, damned if I don't. And it's one of those things where I like anime sword fighters, so it's fine with me. And and yes, Dante has a bunch of other weapons, and I did my Devil May Cry uh, marathon earlier this year, but that also included the Devil May Cry anime, okay? So he's still an anime sword fighter. Uh, and I, I'm I'm happy to see that. Shantae was, was good. I mean, she was a spirit. It's nice to see, you know, some more indie representation. Uh, I figured she would get at least a costume since Sans got in there. And and uh, then you've got uh, the Dragonborn, you know, from Elder Scrolls. That came out of nowhere. And you know what? The people who are clamoring for, like, Doom Guy, I'd rather see Doom Guy be, like, a gunner outfit uh, than a full-fledged character just for me because I really don't care about Doom Guy. But at least get him in there in that way, sure. Like, I, I don't see a problem in it whatsoever. Uh I saw some people complaining about the fact that they called it Dante and and Dragonborn instead of Elder Scrolls and, and Devil May Cry. Uh, and they've done that with some others. Apparently, it's something with the ESRB now 
that happened after like Joker got in where if you have like an E or an E10 game, you can't show the logo to an M rated game uh, if it's incorporated, oh. which is so weird. So like they couldn't show the Devil May Cry logo because Devil May Cry is an M rated game. So they had to just say Dante and the same with Elder Scrolls, which is so weird. I don't know why the ESRB is like that, but so that seems to be why, like, Altier was shown instead of uh, Assassin's Creed and Vault Boy instead of Fallout and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, that seem- uh, Travis instead of No More Heroes. That seems to be the reason why they're doing it is because the ESRB is mm. forcing them to, which that, is, again, so stupid. <laughs> maybe so. It does make sense, though. That Like, I hadn't heard that, but that totally makes sense. Yeah, yeah I would think so, because this is like a celebration of gaming, and that's how a lot of people, like at least in the West, figured out about Fire Emblem. It's like, who's Roy and Marth? It's like, oh, they're yeah. from Fire Emblem. So if like if those were M-rated games, Nintendo would have just turned them on to like that. But it's obviously that's why it's got to be that because if they say like, oh, this guy's from a eighteen like a M-rated game, and then the child's like, oh, mommy, I want this game because he's in Smash Brothers, and the mommy's like, oh, okay, that sounds good, and then buys it and not really supposed to be doing that obviously now i don't know what that means for like full-fledged fighters and full-fledged fighters going forward i mean i'm I'm assuming every character including joker that we're in beforehand um are like grandfathered into that thing like bayonetta can still say bayonetta is from bayonetta kind of deal and stuff like that but you know it's it's named after but like solid snake is from metal gear solid and stuff like that i think those are like grandfathered in but i really hope that for full-fledged fighters at the very least they can show the logo and and say that's what they're from yeah yeah greg what'd you think about uh this character uh i know we chatted earlier uh today um still hasn't made you make the the purchase on uh on this pack huh yeah i don't I think at least at this point, with only one fighter remaining, I'm pretty much not going to be getting the pack. So if I do like the last fighter, it might just be purchasing the last fighter at this point because I don't need to have all the other fighters that are in this pass. So, um, yeah, as with Barry said, it's very exciting for everyone that loves Tekken. I've never played a Tekken game that I can think of, so I never even played a single one of them. It's great that that series has a representation. I know there's a huge series of soccer. I even explained like, like 30 some odd games in like the 30, 25 year period. It's been a series. So that's incredible, obviously to have representation of a major series. And also like, as Barry was saying, I did also like that. It showed he was human and is able, capable of losing at his own game. That was, I did find some enjoyment in that. And I also liked some other jokes. He was saying like, Oh, like, even the very opening like oh from the heaven above like it told me because obviously like with nintendo means leave luck to heaven so it's like you kind of people that know that kind of fact is kind of understood that reference and he was even kind of joking around like oh i don't know this will be translated in the west and i just love how human he sakurai is and just tells it like it is so i always really appreciated him like doing these presentations even i'm not fully into the character that he's explaining so Obviously, it was kind of long going through all of his moves, but it's still kind of cool to kind of see them all in action. I'm not really huge into combos. I just kind of tried doing a bunch of different moves at different times, and hopefully they hit. So I don't usually have a game plan when I play the game. So it's wonderful just to see everything, all the details that he puts into the fighter from the character's home series and even like the awesome level that we're getting. Like That's really cool to have like a 
destroyable level, kind of like Luigi's Mansion, but it's actually a little bit more limiting on the sides of the level, and you can actually lose at like zero percent from one of his moves at, if you're hit at like with the right kind of attack or whatever. So that was definitely really cool. In terms of like the Mii Fighters, it's really cool to see a lot more costumes added to the game. I'm actually considering making my first purchase for like Dragonborn mm. and like um, Shantae even because it comes with like, a free track. So I think that might be kind of cool, and I might actually be picking up my first uh, um, Mii costumes. I think, but yeah, yes. and obviously the Mii is exciting, and can't wait to have to pre-order that one <laughs> next year. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, Barry, you said, and then the, uh, and the, the chat as well. I, I also agree. I think it'd be great if they, if they offered some sort of bundle, um, for the me characters, cause I've not felt the desire to, to get any of them. I, well, there's been a couple, but at the same time, like, you know, when it came to actually, you know, making the effort of logging in and paying 75 cents, I was like, nah. It's not really that worth it. Um, it's just a costume. Um, but if they if they offered some you know some way to get them all together, uh, that could kind of be pretty cool. Um, but uh, yeah, as you see on the screen right now, everything uh, was supposed to launch today. So it, they actually may be out by the time you know, as we're speaking right now. But um, as of earlier, they were not available. Um, I was trying to see if they were available and, and you know play the game, but I uh, misplaced my cartridge. Um, <laughs> so hopefully I'll find that soon and be able to check it out myself. But I, I did have the pack already, and so I'll look forward to definitely checking out uh, this character, but also so, um, yeah, I'm probably not going to be getting any of the, these me characters. The idea of having Shantae in there is fun. Um, unfortunate. I think that was probably the one of the four that was like, oh, I really thought that would be a cool character to bring in um, as a as a full-fledged you know character. Um, but not having her there. Everything makes sense. You know, she's just the brawler me. Totally makes sense. But you, you can't use your hair. And uh, that could, seems weird to, to play as Shantae, but you can't use your hair. Um, but oh well. Um, but yeah, comes out uh, later tonight on, on July 29th, or sorry, June 29th, right? Is there? Yeah, it's June. It's oh, June. <laughs> I just realizing that, uh, oops, uh, I got to go back and edit an article because it says uh, July 29th, but June 29th is uh, when that uh, goes live. So uh, yeah, maybe after, if you're watching live with us right now, maybe uh, we can play some smash later on uh with these uh these new characters and and costumes if i can find my cartridge uh but (laughs) yeah (laughs) uh well let's move on uh we had some other additional uh stories this last week uh barry you want to tell us a little bit about this uh this big concert that happened uh, yeah, so um, for those of you that don't know, there's a company called Nihon Falcon from in Japan. And I will tell you this flat out, they are the company making the absolute best games that you are not playing. And uh, they celebrated 40 years. And the way they celebrated was they had a concert with their in-house band because their, their in-house band does their music for their games, which is awesome. And um, they actually ironically did this as a concert for Western audiences. Like they build this, like this is also really for Western audiences. So it aired at one o'clock in the morning, my time Eastern. Uh, so naturally there was on my phone right here watching in bed um, because I'm like, all right, I just got to see this concert. And it was like an hour long. 
Uh, great concert. Definitely check it out. The, the, the recording is there. You can watch it there. Awesome live. But what's cool is in addition to playing some classic m music from the Ease series and the Legend of Heroes series, they didn't stop there. They actually dropped some announcements. And they dropped not one, not two, not three, but four titles coming to America. And not only are they coming to America, they're coming to PC, PS4, and of course, the Nintendo Switch, which is huge, huge, absolutely huge that we're getting these games because these games came out, or at least three of them came out a while ago, and uh, we just never got localization. And they are The Legend of Heroes Trails from Zero and The Legend of Heroes Trails to Azor, which are the two crossbell games, which we've all been dying for this fan translations um but we're finally getting them the duology is coming over we're also getting the legend of heroes trails into revere which is the game after cold steel 4 uh which is ready on the switch and then the legend of neota uh, neota boundless trails which is kind of like a like non-canon game but it's cool that it's it's uh being included in this so now we just need a few more the sky trilogy and the first two cold steel on the switch and we will have the whole uh, whole shebang on the switch which is fantastic these are great great rpgs with compelling stories and it's fantastic to see them listen and what's really cool is this actually came about with a partnership with, I forget the name of the company that did the fan translations. They did the fan translations and they working with NIS America. They actually partnered up to allow those translations to be used officially in these because NIS America doesn't have the time or the money to really do the translation. So they're working in conjunction to get these games out there using these translations officially and published out there, which is a dream come true because these people did it because they love these games so much. They wanted to translate these RPGs for Western audiences. Now their translation is going to be the official translation out there. And it saves NIS a lot of time um, to get these games out. And, and because of that, these translations, if you wanted to use them, you have to like hack your system and download the patch and patch it in. Now these are going to be officially released. Um, um, and what's great is the Switch doesn't have these. Like, even if you did want to play them and use those translations, you couldn't play them on the Switch. Um, they were never released. So now they're coming to the Switch, which is phenomenal, as well as the PS4 and the PC. Another thing is with Falcom, Falcom doesn't like to develop games for more than one system. So they will develop a game for one system and then... NIS or Xseed or whoever is, is uh, publishing the game will port it, which is why Ease 9, uh, you know, Trails of Cold Steel 3 and Trails of Cold Steel 4, the most recent games, came to PS4 first and it then came to Switch and PC after the fact because Falcom didn't do those, NIS America did, um, including Ease 9, which is coming out, I think, in a week for PC and Switch finally um, because that's the way it works. So this is all coming to Switch, PS4, PC the same day for all four of these games, which is great. The unfortunate thing is it's going to be 2022 and 2023 by the time they all come out. So we will have to wait a little bit. However, that's perfect time to catch up on these uh, series. That's a, that's a really good point. Yeah. As, as I was looking through this and everything that the, the big thought, you know, that I always talk about, um, and it seems like we, we always mention when it comes to RPGs is where, where's the time to play all these, but, uh, but that's good to hear because I actually didn't realize that it was going to take that long. So maybe, you know, you could kind of play them as, as you go. Um, but, uh, that's, that's really cool to hear. I, 
I had like I know you talked about them all the other games and stuff several times, but I had never like fully looked into them uh, as much as like as I was you know getting ready for this story. And uh, I the artwork is amazing. Like I I've no exact you know time at all playing the game at all, but I was really impressed with the artwork. This is this is a really pretty looking game or a set of games. Yeah, and they're they're like done like like the Cold Steel were more like three D stuff, but these are more like almost feel like PlayStation SNES kind of like settings. Like they could be, I mean, obviously prettier then, but they feel more like old yeah. school RPGs and that's yeah. the graphical. Which is really cool. Like uh, that, that's actually maybe is drawing me in more. It's kind of like the, the mana kind of series and stuff like that. Yeah. It's like, Oh, Hmm, maybe, maybe I will eventually get into this sort of thing. If I have the time. Hmm. <laughs> so. Greg, what'd you think about this? Yeah, I'm in the same boat as you, Steve. I've never really given the time to look into it until obviously we had this discussion topic. I've got like a little gameplay thing just playing in the background on one of my other monitors, and it looks like a lot of fun. So it's definitely something I'll have to be looking a lot more into now that I'm more aware of it. And obviously with an official English translation, that'll be incredible to get. So, I mean, from a very short basis thing, I'm looking at like the combat system. It kind of reminds me the tad of like a combination of like final fantasy and um even like that oddball quest 64 game that was god awful but <laughs> it's kind of like you to like like you go up to the opponent and actually attack them from there and then there's like a little range around it and then you can move all around this little tiny like grid system so it, at least that's the one rpg that i have experience with that kind of combat but it does look incredible those graphics are very pretty and very detailed and everything so it's really looks like a really fun game to dive into and easily could sink lots of hours into. Yeah. I, I think it's awesome. Like we said, Barry too, is that they use the, the fan translations. <laughs> That's so cool. Like, yeah, because so many fans out there are putting hours and hours of hard work to do this just because they love the game so much. And that's really cool that uh, they get, you know, to to see their translation as the one that's used in in the West. That's that's awesome. That would be like that would be so cool if, if I was that person that, that put all of that hard work in to, to see my work actually being used. Um, that's just really awesome. Yeah, they they really wanted to. I mean, they wanted to get these games out there. They knew that American fans were really clamoring for these games. The it's not it's these aren't million 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 sellers like four or five millions, but there's enough of a of a following for it that people really want these games and have been asking for these games. And unfortunately, NIS America is a smaller studio. I mean, they just are, and they knew that they didn't have the time and the effort and the money to just go ahead and, and sink into these big RPGs and to be able to to make this partnership work is fantastic because this lets them skip a lot of that time. They're gonna I'm sure they're gonna implement it and they're probably gonna look over the translation and just like like edit it. Kind of like, oh the book's already written, let me edit it. I'm sure they'll be doing some of that because they're coming 2022, 2023. Um so that's understandable. But still the fact that th- this is even happening is fantastic. And uh like I said, Falcom has slowly climbed up there for me in terms of top developers. And if you've never played like the Ease games and you like Zelda, you would probably love the Ease games because they're action RPGs. And you can play three of them on the Switch. Well, three of them next week on the Switch. Um, you know, phenomenal, phenomenal games. 
and it's the same with the legend of heroes like they make some great action and turn-based rpgs with great stories great music and they love interconnected stories like like you think the mcu is is cool if you like the mcu style of storytelling you will love their style of storytelling that's cool and uh, of course, Jakester has to bring up. Now, if only Nintendo did this with Mother Three to uh, yeah, exactly. Bring the <laughs> That's true. If if only Nintendo's a little too prideful, I think. I've heard there's a lot more than just them using the translation. Though I, I've heard that there's some not very good uh, culture culture um, identifying issues that are present in some of that stuff that hasn't aged well. Kind of like some of the. Disney movies that are kind of shown like, oh, this was made at a time or something like what yeah. in the past, and it wasn't acceptable then, but it's not acceptable now either. So it's like, look, yeah. if if, if if they were able to take Dragon Ball and turn collecting Bulma's panties into collecting tuna fish sandwiches for Master Roshi on the NES, they can absolutely do something like that on the Switch. They can. For sure. <laughs> it's just the desire. And that's that's <laughs> the biggest thing is like, I, I, I'm with you, Jakester. I'm not even that huge. I, like you're a gigantic mother friend. Like to, for this to finally come out would be amazing for you. Um, it'd be exciting for me. But still, like, I don't understand why. Like at this point, like I, are they only just building more hype? They've got to eventually do this, right? Like, like they know they're going to sell a lot of a lot of copies or downloads or what do they end up doing? Um, I don't know. Maybe they just they're, need another uh, Wii U successor, or like on like a very short platform with a very small install base, like how they put the first Earthbound on there. Right. <laughs> I, if they just made a trilogy on the Switch, made it physical, even if they did something dumb like oh, it's only going to be around for two weeks or whatever, uh, that would sell like gangbusters. Like Nintendo stuff is notorious for for selling out i mean the metroid dread collector's edition sold out you can't get it anymore it's all pre-orders are sold out why why is that that shouldn't be that way if you make more people will buy more yeah that's just it make more people will buy more and you you have a series like mother yes it's not a huge well-known series but you know whose fault that is it's nintendo's fault look at xenoblade Nintendo of America didn't even want to bring Xenoblade over here. We were begging for it, and it took GameStop to bring it over. Now, they not only remade the first game from the ground up, but now they're multi-million dollar selling with every release. So it tells you, hey, people actually are interested in this stuff. Give Mother a chance. The Earthbound Beginnings and Earthbound on the Wii U Virtual Console was nice, but you're putting a game on the Wii U. That's not giving it a chance. That's asking it to die. (laughs) <laughs> so put it on the Switch now. Now, if you put it on the Switch and it doesn't sell, you know what? I'll hold my hands up. America doesn't want it, clearly, because there's enough install base on the Switch. But yep. come on. Give us a chance. Give us a trilogy. Boom. Easy peasy. Done. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Well, uh, I mentioned the the this particular series we're going to talk about uh, in just second, a, a second ago because uh, this – the uh, these other games reminded me of this, the Mana series. So I guess there's there's some more information about some exciting new things that are happening in the Mana world. So uh, Barry, what is what is Square Enix doing with the the this Mana series? 
Yeah, so this year seems to be a lot of anniversaries. Uh, you know, some people feel Nintendo has not done very well with Zelda's 35th. Uh, Valcom, as a company, just celebrated their 40th. And Square is uh, celebrating the Mana series' 30th anniversary, uh, a series that seemed to have been dead. Like, oh, this series isn't going to get any love anymore. Uh, instead, it's not only come back, thanks to the collection of Mana, the Secret of Mana remake that was in the PS4, and the Trials, uh, Trials of Mana uh, remake on the Switch and PS4. Now, to celebrate it, they announced a couple uh, new uh, announcements. The first is an anime called Legend of Mana, The Teardrop Crystal, which is perfect timing because Legend of Mana also just got a re-release on the Switch and PS4. So that, like a remaster, um, that actually just, you know, came out uh, physically as well in Asia, which is cool. Then there's a new mobile game called Echoes of Mana. Uh, apparently, there's also a, they're taking the, the remake of Trials of Mana and putting that to, to mobile as well. But finally, there is a new console game, Mana, that is coming. A brand new console version. We don't know what consoles. My guess is probably Switch and PS4, um, since that's what you know, Legend of Mana and Trials of Mana just came out on. And it, it seems pretty safe uh, that those two will be the consoles to go with. But we don't know really anything else about it. Um, but the fact that there's even a brand new console uh, mana game, there hasn't been a new console mana game since, I believe, Dawn of Mana on the PS2, because after that was Children of Mana and Heroes of Mana, which were both DS games. Uh, and I'm not counting Trials of Mana re or the Secret of Mana remake, because those are remakes of existing games. But uh, brand new console ma uh, mana game is awesome. And like the fact that that's even coming... We don't know when. It's awesome. Just if you've never, again, if you've never played a mana game, they're, they're like Zelda, they're action RPGs. So uh, I'm super stoked. Uh, I don't know about you guys. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about this. I, I've not played the entire series, um, but I do go back to, uh, to Final Fantasy Adventure, um, which is what I played, um, but it was Secret of Mana. Um, is that right? That's right. It's Secret of Mana. Is that it's the, it's the first Mana, the first second Ditsu or whatever Final yeah. Fantasy Gaiden. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, I got to go back to that, and I love that game. Uh, it was it was great. It was um, it was something that uh, that I, I like. I love the story. I love that it wasn't super difficult, um, but it was it was engaging, and uh, yeah, loved playing playing that game. And I played a couple others over the years, but haven't played you know the entire series. Um, and and have loved that they keep coming out with these remakes and everything. That's great. Um, the collections, all those stuff is really cool. But uh, but to see a brand new one, that's really exciting. Um, I I could honestly I couldn't care less about the mobile versions. Um, all that's different stuff. That's that's not exciting for me at all. But to to have a brand new game, that's that's really cool. Um, the anime stuff is is awesome. I'm just not a huge anime fan. Um, but uh, but I may I may check it out. Um, but uh, the thing that really excites me is is the brand new game um and i just wish we had more information than sometime like that'd be great to know at least you know maybe we're looking forward to this holiday or 2022 or something like that but but no we just know sometime that's <laughs> coming out but hey you know what that's that's more than nothing so i was pretty excited about that uh greg what do you think 
Um, I, unfortunately, I haven't played any of the Mana games. I think I did watch my brother play a little bit of Secret of Mana on SNES, but other than that, I've never actually played it. Played any of them? Um, I've. I think I've said this on previous podcasts. I do really want to check them out, so I think I might be making an effort to try getting in those like collection packs and stuff. But obviously, it's very exciting to do have a new entry in a series that hasn't had a new game in a while either. So that's always exciting news for many fans of those kinds of series where they get those like a revival almost modern day game. Yeah, yeah I, I highly recommend getting Collection of Mana, Greg. Uh, I actually went back last year and did Final Fantasy Adventure again, and uh, that game is super ambitious for a Game Boy game. Like, you might want a guide just to help you out because it's you know, a little bit cryptic at times because it was Game Boy, but it is super ambitious what they were able to do with that. And Secret of Mana and Trials of Mana are both classics, and Legend of Mana, of course, uh, is, is another great game that just came out remastered. And if you like Trials of Mana on the Collection of Mana, which is the 16-bit Super Nintendo version, um, that game had six characters. So you can actually then get the 3D remake also on the Switch and play with the other three characters. And the game changes quite a bit depending on what you have. And the 3D remake actually has some new stuff added on um, after you beat the regular game. So you can really get a, a lot of bang for your buck there and experience the majority of the mana games on the switch now the first four titles yeah that's true yeah i think i remember i think i shared the story in a previous podcast but i think the the funny the the funny interaction that i had with the the mana series in the beginning was i played it by accident um because i actually traded my game boy cartridge uh i can't remember what game i traded off for it but i traded a, a cartridge to someone else and they told me that they had I thought it was an actual Final Fantasy game. And they're like, oh, yeah, I got Final Fantasy. Cool, cool. I have Final Fantasy. So I'll play that game. And then I put it in. And I was like, Final Fantasy Adventure. I don't know what that game is. And started playing it. I was like, this is really different than the other Final Fantasies. <laughs> um, but, I, but that didn't stop me, though. I totally got sucked in. Um, so I didn't intentionally play the game. But I, I loved it uh, nonetheless. Um, and, uh, and yeah, the, the, if you're probably wondering why I didn't know, it's because the the sticker was peeled off the cartridge so i all i had was just a blank cartridge with some like stickiness on where the the sticker should be so i just popped in my game boy and started playing (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's interesting if you think about it the the game boy had four final fantasies and none of them were final fantasies Mm -hmm. because they used that in america to try and sell the games granted the mana series is officially called final fantasy gaiden well, you know, or side story. So it is a spin-off of, of the Final Fantasy series. The other three, the Legend games, were actually Saga series. And what's interesting is the Switch has all four of those games because there's the collection of of uh, Saga as well with the three Final Fantasy Legends, and then Collection of Mana has Final Fantasy Legend or Adventure on it, which is great. And Saga just got Saga Frontier on the Switch as well. So like both of these series just got remakes coming back onto the Switch, and it's. It's like a like a renaissance almost of, of classic Square. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, if you uh, yeah, if you're into classic Square RPGs, um, get excited. And uh, if you haven't checked them out yet, Greg, uh, you should. <laughs> this is <laughs> the rare, 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 rare time that I get to actually <laughs> recommend an RPG that I've played that you guys, at least one of you guys, have not played. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but uh, I had very yeah. limited exposure growing up. <laughs> yeah, clearly <laughs> you were sheltered. 
<laughs> you were sure. I have tons of Game Boy games. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are some games that you enjoy. So, uh, Greg, kick us off with uh, a couple of these headlines. And uh, you're a big fan of Metroid. So, what's going on in the Metroid world? Well, I'm going to be doing two different headlines back to back. Just heads up, all the listeners, the regarding Metroid. The first one is in regards to the Wii U Virtual Console. So, um, due to the Metroid Dread announcement at E3, um, looks like sales have spiked on the Wii U um, eShop. So, like Metroid Zero Mission is the number one purchased game. Metroid Fusion is number two, and then even at number four was confirmed by a different outlet that the Metroid Prime Trilogy is up there. So as you can see, the Metroid just kind of boomed over onto Wii U, like the sales charts. Obviously, there's probably not a ton of people buying it, but it was enough to obviously make the sales charts and update to be really solid there. So you following know, that right up five is, sales. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, like five sales is good enough for number one, probably. <laughs> so even the 3DS eShop has seen some nice, so a nice increase. Um, Samus or Metroid Samus Returns ranked in at number two, at least for like the eShop version. So like even like the there's even like a trailer for Metroid Fusion even made the top twenty kind of thing for the videos, which is also pretty interesting to see there. So the 3DS has also been like don't like the the 2d metroid haven so you can play the original metroid on the 3ds virtual console you can get super metroid if you have the 3ds or new 3ds xl or whatever and then if you are a game boy ambassador you already have metroid fusion and i think you can also get like zero mission or something from the eShop as well i think i'm not sure about that but i thought just about all the the main four games are all on the 3ds if you're looking for a one-stop shop yeah and uh since we were just talking about some concerts with the neon falcon 40th anniversary that was actually wasn't the only concert to happen over the past week uh this was teased at the sonic central which if you remember a couple episodes ago we talked about the sonic 30th anniversary symphony aired on june 23rd if you haven't checked that out it's fantastic it starts with symphony orchestra doing uh, melody uh, medleys of most of the games and then finishes up with the in-house band doing uh songs from like sonic colors and then finally finishes off with crush 40 coming back doing a bunch of sonic adventure and adventure 2 songs uh as well as like team sonic racing and sonic boom and you know from like, sonic cd and all that stuff it's just an awesome concert and uh, if you love sonic music uh definitely recommend you check that out Nice. Yeah, it was so it was so cool. I, I love every time I get to hear video game music played by like a full orchestra. It's just like nostalgia starts coming back. And I was like, as I was waiting for it to start, it was like they better start with Green Hill Zone. They better start. Like <laughs> oh, first thing they do. And they did. It was like, oh yes. It's so and great. of course they end with live and learn. It's like, oh, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Um, but uh yeah, I think uh, I, I think the Metroid stuff and, uh, and all that—it's it, it, kind of funny. Like I joked earlier, I mean, it could have been five sales on the Wii U because um, I'm sure that there's not a ton of games, uh, you know, <laughs> that are selling on that right now. But um, it is cool that uh, that Metroid's getting some love. Uh, yeah, would, would you guys have any further thoughts about either of these uh, stories, either of these headlines, uh, Barry? 
Um, I'm happy to see Metroid Love. I mean, it's one of those series that it's it's people call it as like part of the Triforce, you know, you know, Mario, Zelda, Metroid. Uh, truth is, Metroid is a black sheep in that regards. Like, it is not a sales juggernaut at all. It does sell better in the in the West, but it's still it's not a sales juggernaut. Like Pikachu would be, and Pokemon would absolutely be a better part in that Triforce. Um, hell, right now, Xenoblade would probably be a better part in that Triforce. Um, they uh, they just really have not looked at Metroid favorably, uh, and and almost almost to the point of tone deaf um, when they did like Federation Force, which I was fine with, but I know a lot of people didn't like it. And Samus Returns was a great return to form, and Metroid Prime Four announcement, of course, blew up the internet. Uh, we're still waiting for that game. But I like the fact that people are going back and maybe experiencing these games for the first time because, you know, there's so many games out there and there's not enough time to play them. So even if you don't have something new to play, if you go back to something that's older but you've never played, it's new to you. And, you know, it just it might as well be a brand new game. And that's that's where some people are like, oh, I don't want ports or all this stuff like ports aren't for you if you've played the game. Ports are for people who have never had the chance to play these games. And that's why I'm always for ports, because I'm always for people catching up. That's why I'm doing my little marathons now, like I'm doing the Dankenrampa games. They're celebrating their 10th anniversary, and I'm going through them now, because I didn't have time to do them before. And getting to go through and experience games I never got to do is great, because they're new to me. So if people are doing that with Metroid, that's fantastic. I'm so happy for them. And I'm jealous. I wish I could play like Super Metroid for the first time again. You know, it's just one of those fantastic classic games. And, you know, I'm looking very much forward to Dread because of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, Greg, what do you think? Yeah, I'm definitely very excited for Dread and even Metroid Prime um, uh, 4 because I've even said a number of predictions. I was hoping we'd get news on it but that wasn't the news we wanted at E3 this year, but obviously that's still going to be something coming in the future. Hopefully I really hope it makes uh, the switch council along with them being able to port the trilogy over. But um, I don't know if you guys saw, but there was like some news articles and other things about people questioning the value of Metroid dread at being a 2d game and selling for a full $60. People are thinking games like hollow Knight or is like only like 10, $15 and it's super expansive and also a Metroidvania type game. And then here's like an official Metroid, the leader of the naming of the, <laughs> the genre and it's selling for full $60. I mean, me personally, I don't have a problem with that. I think it's perfectly worth it. Metroid is a very established series, and you'll definitely get your bang for your buck. But if it's a series that you don't know about, that's why you can get the all the older four 2D games for like less than $10 each. So if you can kind of look to see if you really like those classic ones from the NES and Super Nintendo and Game Boy, then, then it should be more than enough to justify a purchase of an upgraded visual and new gameplay mechanics that are being expanded upon in this day and age. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say it here and I'll say it now. People are too entitled period. <laughs> they don't realize what goes into a game and 2d versus 3d does not justify the cost. It is all about how much time and effort and energy goes into a game and it also depends on the quality of the game and it depends on the IP. There are 
plenty of games that come out even over the past year that are $60 or $70 on the newer systems that are not worth $60 or $70. They're not good games, hands down. So that part I get. Now, if Metroid Dread came out and it was rated like a 3.0 and the worst Metroid ever, uh, then yeah, it wouldn't be worth $60. But if this game comes out and it's at least an 8 plus and a, a, a lengthy game you know like, like you could beat it in two hours like no you, you know a good eight to ten hour at least adventure that's fun then yeah then that's absolutely worth it you know because you're if you go to the movies you're gonna spend sixty dollars you know going to say four or five movies and if they're two hours long each you're looking at eight to ten hours so if you have no problem going to a movies and and paying sixty bucks overseeing four to five movies then you should have no problem paying sixty dollars for eight to ten hours worth of entertainment because it's the same thing. You're still getting entertainment. Um, one's more interactive, but you have to look at it that way. So yes, you could say, oh, well, Breath of the Wild was 60 and that gave me you know, 100 plus hours and this one's 60 and it only gives me eight hours. You know what? If you look at it that way, you're going to be eternally disappointed. You or know you why? Just pay $120 for Breath of the Wild. <laughs> or, or yeah, or they should just raise the price. I mean, you have to, you have to look at it realistically. I think it looks great. I think the graphics are great. I think the gameplay looks great. I watched the treehouse. I fell in love with it. And I absolutely think it's worth 60 bucks. If it's not worth $60 to you, then here's the secret. Don't buy it at launch and hope that Nintendo puts it on sale, um, which they occasionally will do, and, and then get it that way. No one's forcing you to buy a game at launch, period. End of discussion. You can wait, and it's okay to wait if you can't afford it. If you can afford it, and this is something you really love and really want, and you want it day one, then go for it and enjoy it. But don't worry about the money. Worry about the gameplay. If the gameplay is not there, then demand a refund. Yeah. Or you can buy it at Walmart and save $10. You uh, could do that too. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm right with you guys as well. I think uh, it's it's unfortunate that, uh, that sometimes we, uh, part of the gaming culture, uh, feels that a 2D game is, is subpar. And that's just really unfortunate because that, that there's just as much work that goes into some of those 2D games. Not all of them, but a game like Metroid Dread, like this is what, 15, 20 years, 30 years or something like that. I don't know. I'm exaggerating now, but um, in the making, like, <laughs> it's like 19 years, 19, 19 years, in the, not, not, not exaggerating that much. Um, so, yeah, there's so much time and effort that went into this game to make sure that it's polished. They wouldn't put it out like Nintendo's that kind of company. They don't put out crap. They, they put out stuff that they're really proud of. And, um, and so, yeah, I think it, you know, there's, there's some exceptions to that rule, of course. Um, but in general, they, they put out stuff that they're really proud of. And, and yeah, I think if, like, if you guys, if, if the, the gameplay is there, I think if, as, as well as if there's enough time in the game, yeah, if it, if it, if you can beat the whole thing and you're done with it in like four or five hours, Okay, I, I get that justification. Yeah, maybe it's not worth sixty bucks, but yeah, if it's worth if you put several hours into this game, like it doesn't matter if it's two D or three D. That's worth the 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 price that you pay um, for a full price game like like Metroid, even if it is two D. So, and even in Breath of the Wild, you can go straight to Ganon right when you beat the plateau. So like that could be an hour game for you off the bat. It's yeah. not even going to hit that eight hour mark and. I know there's people that like to c try to compare this to like Tropical Freeze and even new Super Mario Brothers series because those are also 2D games and they're also been full price. So it's mm -hmm. it's just a style of game. It doesn't necessarily dictate 
amount of time that you need to spend on it to enjoy it as long as you're enjoying the game and that's what makes it worth the purchase worth it Absolutely. if you really are questioning it you wait for either a demo or like barry was saying like a sale like so like next year around e3 time it might be like 10 percent, 15 percent off and a year after that it could be like closer to half off or something so as he was saying no one's holding a gun to your head and saying that the purchase is day one you can certainly buy it down the line when the sales are there absolutely well, let's uh, kind of move our, our sites to what's going to be happening over the next few weeks. Just a heads up, a programming note uh, that normally we go every other week for this podcast, but we're going to be uh, skipping two weeks uh, for the next time. So our next podcast will be recording live on July 20th um, that evening at 8.30 p.m. Uh, Eastern Time and 5.30 p.m. Uh, Pacific Time. And uh, so, yeah, normally it's every other week. But we're going to skip two weeks before the next one, so July 20th. So uh, we'll talk about what game are going to come out over the next uh, three weeks then. Uh, but before we jump into that, just a, again, reminder, if you have not subscribed, please do that. Uh, if you haven't hit that like button, if you like what you see and what like what you hear uh, here on YouTube, hit that like button, hit the bell, hit the share button, all those different things. And if you are listening to this after the fact, uh, if you are able to leave a positive review, on your podcast app of choice, your service of choice, uh, please do that. That'd be awesome and, and really helps us as well. Also, follow us on social media at uh, Nintendo Fuse on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And you can also join our Discord. We'd love to uh, to have you guys join that. Of course, the link is on the screen and also in the YouTube description and the podcast show notes as well. Uh, but let's uh, let's talk about... These games that are coming out over the next couple of weeks, there's a uh, there's a few big ones. Uh, Barry mentioned Ease earlier. Ease which nine is that nine? Coming out soon? Ease nine. Uh, and then Doki Doki Literature Club Plus. I know a lot of people are really excited about that. A Monster Hunter Stories Two uh, is coming out. Zelda Skyward Sword HD is also coming out. So there's lots of different games that are going to be coming out over the next uh, few weeks, and uh, those are just some of the big ones. What are you guys excited to uh, to see over the next couple of weeks? Anything that you're you're uh, going to be definitely picking up, downloading, um, or uh, purchasing and, and playing over the next couple of weeks. Barry, how about you? Uh, this is you know, some great games. Uh, yeah, all the ones you mentioned are definitely grabbing. Uh, Doki Doki Literature Club Plus, I, I love the original. I don't know if the original is still free on Steam. Uh, if it is, I just I recommend everyone play it and go in blind. You gotta go in blind. I don't know how they're gonna do it on Switch. I'm actually really curious to see how they do it on Switch. But um, if you don't have a PC or you don't like to play on PC, uh, definitely give it a shot. Doki Doki Literature Club is an experience that pretty much everyone needs to, and it's short. It's like a two-hour game, um, maybe two and a half. Like it is not a big experience, but it is a lot of fun. Um, Monster Hunter Stories Two. I need to play the demo, and I plan to play the demo first to see if it's going to suck me in. Uh, Skyward Sword, I was thinking about going back and doing, but I still haven't answered my question on whether or not you can use the Pro Controller. And if you can't use the Pro Controller, then it's something I probably won't go back to because it's only shown using the right analog stick when it's handheld, and every time they show it docked, they show Joy-Con use, and that worries me. Um, my main goal after I finish Danganronpa V3, and that closes out the Danganronpa series, uh, for me is actually going to be giving Scarlet Nexus a try. I love the, the Tales of series, and uh, I've heard good things about this, and it's Bandai Namco. 
so that is my main goal. Uh, Ease 9 uh, showing up there. Uh, I did play that earlier this year. And if you haven't played it yet and you like Zelda, and, you know, I'm going to throw out another game here. If you like games like open world games like Spider-Man, um, play Ease 9. Ease 9 is phenomenal. Just talking about Falcom. Um, phenomenal game. Nice. Nice. Greg, how about you? I'm probably not going to be looking at too many from here. Um, I was probably going to be putting Skyward Sword on my birthday list, so I don't think I'll get it until closer to August. But other than that, I don't know if there'll be anything I'll be picking up out of the rest of the um, path. There's plenty of games on my backlog that I've been trying to hammer through, and then I get stuff inserted like Metopia. So it's trying to make time for everything and there's only so much time to be had <laughs> yeah yeah i hear you anything else that you're going to be uh playing other than metopia and the other games you like fire emblem and stuff like that yeah i'll probably hopefully trying to get back into hyrule warriors i really want to finish age of calamity because that's definitely on the hot <laughs> list to try to get through mm. oh silver case is coming out too that looks great that's a suit of 51 game. Oh. And you get two games in one, actually. Nice. Nice. I forgot about that one. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of great games. I'm still uh, I'm still holding out about Skyward Sword HD. Like, I don't think I'm going to end up getting it. Um, it doesn't seem like it's other than the upgrade, um, you know, for the visuals and stuff like that. I'm like, ah, I could play Chris this. Tales. Um, oh, there's some really great games coming out. This Cotton Reboot, if you like shmups. There's a lot, but, uh, but yeah, I think I, I'm falling more in the category of uh, like Greg. I, I think there's a lot of games that I need to get back to as uh, those of you guys that have been listening on the podcast. Um, I've been saying a lot of Rocket League uh, over the last uh, several episodes, and that's fun and, and everything too, but uh, there's a lot of games that I need to get back into similar to Greg, Age of Calamity. Um, I really want to finish that game at some point as well. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think... Uh, I feel like the, over the next couple, next several weeks, there's like something for everyone, which is which is kind of yeah. cool. Um, definitely gonna be checking out. Uh, people mentioned in the chat uh, as well. Sky Children of the Light um, is now free on the, on the eShop. So if you have not seen that yet, I don't know if that's gonna be always free, uh, but for right now it is free at this moment. So uh, go check that out, uh, download it. Um, so I'll be playing that, um, playing through some of those other demos that I downloaded a few weeks ago um, as well. So hopefully I'll have a little more to talk about uh, by next episode. Um, but uh, I am doing some some traveling in there. That's actually one of the reasons why yeah. <laughs> uh, we're going to take some take three weeks before the next episode as well. So we'll see we'll see what I get to uh, I will, to play. I also I forgot to mention I will be playing uh, Sakura Succubus three for our next game chat for our next episode because they did send me a code for that. But uh, I will also say Switch might might take uh, priority again because. You're you're going away. Well, I'm not going away, but my father-in-law is visiting for a couple of weeks. So my time with the PS5 gets limited because he likes to hug the TV when he's here. So I will be most likely playing the Switch and probably either in portable or docked in another TV. So that might be where Monster Hunter Stories 2 or something else takes over. Nice. 
Nice. Well, we do want to remind you guys that uh, before we before we kind of close out pretty soon, uh, that we are going to be doing a contest for those Play NYC tickets. Um, so make sure you do check us out on Twitter at Nintendo Fuse, uh, and you'll see all the details on that pretty soon. So uh, you can get into that contest. Uh, it's going to be one of those you know have to uh, retweet and share and and like it and stuff like that. Um, so make sure you are following us on Nintendo or at Nintendo Fuse on Twitter in order to. To, uh, to get some uh, some free tickets. But again, Barry, remind us how they can actually just save some money on their Play NYC tickets. Yes, in addition to having the contest to win some free tickets, if you just want to purchase uh, tickets outright, you can use the code FUSE40 and save 40% off your entire ticket purchase. Nice. So 40%. That's that's pretty significant savings. Yeah, that's a big savings. Yeah. And that's that's the dev pass thing too, right? So that's like yeah. gets you more access to like this the regular person that would be just p- purchasing the uh the cheap ticket. This is this is like more access. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah, uh, Jared Jared who wasn't here when we started recording, who's there now is is all excited. Uh Jared and I actually met at A Play NYC. I think it was 2018. Uh we met at it was 2018 or 2019. I think it was 18. We met. That uh, was great. Uh, it was the first time we got to meet each other, and and he went because of uh, winning the tickets through us, which is awesome. Nice, nice. So again, that's August 7th and 8th is when the event happens. Uh, check out Barry's interview with Dan Bushko of Playcrafting and Play NYC. It's on here on our uh, on our channel here on YouTube, and uh, you can check that out uh, after you get in listening to this podcast, and of course uh, enter the contest. Purchase your own tickets. That'd be uh, be a great way to support them. But hey, it's not about supporting them. It's it's also about having a great time. And uh, from what I hear about Play NYC, it's definitely something that I'm going to plan on going to eventually um, because it looks like an awesome time. Um, and and we all know, like you guys talked about this in the interview, like we need to get back together again and uh, with a bunch, yeah. you know, being surrounded by some gamers again and actually have, you know, physical community. Um, it's going to be a great event, I'm sure. So uh, make sure you check out the interview, but also check out play-nyc.com uh, to learn more information about that. Um, Greg, what are, you, what are you looking forward to doing over the next couple of weeks other than playing some games? Any, anything exciting happen in your world? Uh, don't really think anything obviously just like the fourth of july holiday so i'm hoping to have some extra time to spend with the family and everything so other than that i don't think there's really a whole lot going on cool cool barry how about you uh yeah in addition to my father-in-law being in town so naturally i will be spending time with him in addition to gaming and all that uh and working because work never quits um i just had an episode i was a guest on the game deflators podcast which went up yesterday um so that is actually available to be listened to i'm still doing the playcast so that's every thursday i'm doing that and then tomorrow i'm actually filming uh, an interview with uh, quit the build podcast which is probably going to go live uh, a little bit later in july for one of their episodes uh, so you know just making the rounds trying to trying to let people know about our series two pre-orders which close on july 15th because i gotta throw that in there for demons tier plus and uh, robot name fight at premium edition games.com pre-order and you get the exclusive slip cover which is done by paul niemeyer the artist behind mortal kombat and so many other uh, classic game franchises. Nice, nice. 
Uh, something I just actually, I, I got a new iPad uh, the other day, and uh, it came with uh, three months free of our, uh, Apple Arcade, so I'm going to be checking out some of those games. So maybe I'll be able to talk about those nice. uh, uh, soon as well. And like I said, I'm traveling, so maybe I'll, I'll take my iPad with me. I can play some games on the go. Um, but uh, yeah, other than that, that's I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it. actually, like, weather's good here in Colorado. I went rafting a week ago. So, you know, I've been doing some more, like, get out of the house kind of uh, fun stuff. So that's also one of the reasons I haven't been uh, playing as many games recently. But yeah, I'm looking forward to enjoying, maybe do some hiking and, and stuff like that over the next couple of weeks. So uh, that'd be be fun as well. Um, but uh, yeah, Greg, you get something? Yeah, I was just, I just had a um, remembered that uh, my bu- daughter's version of Bowser's Castle arrived today, so I put it together and we're playing with some of the figures and even some of the amiibos, just like acting out different Mario stories. Peach is captured in the little cage in the Bowser set, and I can't believe I totally forgot about that. That just arrived like <laughs> an hour before the podcast, and then I had to put it together nice. and put all these little decal stickers all over it, so it was on like a sale on Amazon and Walmart, so it was a really great pickup. That's awesome. Get the place set and then you know, I'm jealous of you, Greg. That's awesome. Like to be able to share that with your daughter. That's just so, so awesome. That is. Yeah. Before you know and it, you're going to get a Lego to... set. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> then she even wanted me to play like the music off my phone. Cause I have like the first three Mario games on like my phone, like the entire <laughs> soundtracks. Like <laughs> one of these so. days, we're just going to have her replace you on the podcast. And... There you go. <laughs> <laughs> just have another edition. You don't need a replacement. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just kidding, oh. but it would be great. Like I, I can't wait to the day. Maybe we'll still be going at that time when she's old enough to actually uh, get on here and voice her own thoughts about video games. That'd be fun. That'd be great. A little segment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Well, uh, oh, I got a quick question. I know we're, we're already kind of going long on here, but uh, have you guys checked out Game Builder Garage yet? No, I have not. No, that's I bought it on my list. Yeah, I'd like to check it out. I've seen lots of videos of people making games of like there's like Star Fox clones and yeah. people remaking like one one from Mario Brothers and yeah, I've seen all these videos from like Game Explain and some other outlets that cover that kind of stuff. Yeah, just yeah, something I was... to be intriguing. Just to, mm-hmm. more like how you play Mario Maker, just play other people's creations and not necessarily play anything, make anything myself. Yeah. Yeah, that's the same. I've, I've just watched watching YouTube videos of other people and uh, it's pretty awesome. Like, I, I think it's kind of cool how like what you can actually create in there. I wasn't sure how limited it'd be, but it, it looks like it's it's quite um, uh, the the game building um, garage, I guess, to use the, term, <laughs> the title itself. Wow. Um, Take that um, one all by yourself, Steve. Uh, had a little help, <laughs> little help uh, from heaven above. Uh, Nintendo. There you go. Uh, anyway, uh, playing a Sakurai joke. Uh, well, uh, it's been awesome talking to you guys. Uh, episode 232 is now in the bag, but uh, we'll be back 233. Like we said, uh, it's going to be three weeks before the next one. So July 20th is when we'll be recording the next episode. Uh, we'd love to have you guys join us in the chat as we record live. Um, but you know, we appreciate you after the fact as well. Thank you to all of the people that are in the chat room. Uh, we had Kevin and Jared and Jakester, and uh, I have to scroll back to see some other people as well um what was the the 
the Hassan, Clarice. Hassan, yeah, Clarice. That's what a name I was thinking of. Um, several people in there that were chatting and a lot of others that are just kind of watching and listening along. So thank you guys all for joining us tonight. Greg, Barry, as always, it's been awesome to talk video games with, with you two. And uh, we'll see you next time. Happy gaming, everybody. Have a good one. See you later.